When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and... Toby Harris. First up, we've had the Razzler, the Dazzler, emailing in. When haven't we had him emailing in? No, this oh, is... sorry. Don't sorry. listen. Sorry, don't sorry, you sorry, go sorry. there. Mate. The Razzler, the Dazzler, the one, the only, the myth, the legend. Is he a myth or is he a real thing? <laughs> He's definitely a real thing. Okay, cool. He made a comment that I took a little bit of an exception to, saying that he, he may not be a fan of the Captain's Challenge. Eh? In fact, I think he said he hated, he hated, he hated, he hated, he hated, he hated, really? he hated, he hated, he hated, he hated, he hated the Captain's Challenge. So does that mean he hated he spent it? spent quite a long time saying he disliked it, that's for sure. Right. But he did send us through a really good link uh, which says the Rugby Australia wanted to allow players or wants to allow players or the potential to uh, allow players to play for New Zealand teams and still be selectable for Australia. Oh. And they're in talks to try and get the New Zealanders to be able to do the same thing. Wow. So if you're playing in the same competition, you could potentially be allowed to play so for your own country. like the NRL. Really? Yeah. Is that how it works with yeah, the NRL? So, so um, non-New Ze- Zealand players can play in Australia for Australian teams, but then be selected for the New Zealand Rugby League team. But New Zealand players overseas in England can be selected for the New Zealand Rugby League team. Can they? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. What is interesting is what about the Aussies? Does that work for them? Wouldn't have a clue. Wouldn't have a clue. But anyway, it's really interesting. So thanks for that. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I'm not sure how I would feel about New Zealanders 
playing in Australian teams, but it's... It would make it, it more competitive. Yeah, it would make it more competitive. I just think it might dilute the feeling of your home team. But in saying that, when Pete Samu played for the Crusaders, I love Pete Samu. Yeah. I didn't dislike him, the, the Alatoa. Yeah, but then you've, you've also got a couple of um, Japanese boys yeah, exactly. so, playing so for the Highlanders, etc. I, I think it still would work. But I had a great one here. Great email in. Who from? From Aussie. I'm not sure that it, that's Is he his an Aussie? real name. Ooh. Dear Damien. Mm-hmm. Eh? Yeah. Eh? <laughs> After listening to eh? last week's podcast, I think you'll realise when I read it out. After listening to last week's podcast, I feel as a true Australian... I must email in and fight for our national pride. I agree with much of what you say on a weekly basis, but when you said that Russell Crowe, Crowded House and Pavlova were all stolen from New Zealand, I nearly fell off my chair. (laughs) Russell Crowe is more Australian than AFL. Pavlova was first invented in Australia in 1906, and half of Crowded House are Australian, so we can share that one. (laughs) <laughs> Please in future be careful taking on any Australian's national pride. Oh, I like that email. Many thanks, That's Aussie. quite good. Well, I have to disagree, and I've done some research on this. <laughs> Firstly, in 1906, I think you'll find that what they made was not called pavlova. Or was it a similar dish? It was a similar dish. And what happened was the New Zealanders took the similar dish and made it better. And wow. they called it pavlova. Well, and I know after, this. You know, I know this because my mum told me. It's actually after a Russian ballerina who came to New Zealand, and they called it pavlova after her last name, Anna Pavlova. You got it at the top there, Mosh. I know, mate. Come I know. on, Otago University, apparently. And also, Russell Crowe, born, born, Wellington, born Wellington. Oy. Right, born Wellington, and he's a New Zealand citizen. So, more Australian than AFL. AFL ain't exactly... Was that New Zealand as well then, is it? Aussie? NZ. So, uh, Russell Crowe, do you know he's actually an actor? (laughs) Yes. But did you know who his cousin was? Uh, Martin and Jeff Crowe. Yes. My last one, my last one is... Cricketers, mate. Crowded House. You missed that one, didn't you? Crowded House. You missed it. Where? Crowded House, right? Half Australian... Name the Australian people in the band. I can't. <laughs> Tim and Neil Finn are the Kiwis who write all the songs. Where have you got this one? They just drum. Oh, well, I know this one. There's oh, just a drummer right. and a, a piano player or something. Uh, piano man. So who cares about those two? Anyway, I hope, Ozzy, thank you very much for your email. I know it's all in good jest. And I think that the Pavlova thing is questionable. Oh, I would give you that. And also, Russell Crowe, he has said that although he's a New Zealand citizen, he sees himself as Australian. But he was born in Wellington, so we're having him. <laughs> That's village so from there him, you go. actually. From uh, but before we go on any further, let's have our quick plug, Yeah, Tobes. okay. Uh, like, subscribe, share, email, five-star review, anything you want. Anything you need, really. If you need... A specific item, please let us know. <laughs> um, Just making sure you're not down, down too low. This, sir. Am I? Am I? Am I a bit low? Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> but before any of that, we must cover breaking news. 
kindly supported by Super XV website. Yeah. Thanks very much for that, lads, yeah. over there. They do a great job. They do. Great uh, job. So my first uh, little segment here is I've just read uh, today, actually, about plans for a new World Cup tournament, but it's a Club World Cup tournament. Now, apparently, this is progressing very nicely, and uh, the person who is speaking uh, is the European Professional Club Rugby Chief, Chief Executive, okay. a guy called uh, Vincent. Good old Vince. <laughs> v, old V-Dog. Uh, now, he, he has sort of proposed uh, that it coincides with the Rugby World Cup. Coincides. Every yep. two years. So every, every four years. Every four years, but in the middle of Rugby World Cup. Love that. So every two years, a big tournament would be happening. Okay. Now, a concept uh, that was proposed by the French Rugby Federation president, Bernard, someone. Lepore. Yeah, Lepore. He wants something similar but not as many people. Now, it's a six-week tournament, and it's it's consisting of... It's going to be annually as well, so every year, but it's going to be consisting of the top six teams from the Super Rugby. So that's uh, Aotearoa. So it'll be Super Rugby Trans-Tasman. So, so the top six teams of that. Okay. So, so it'll so be five, five New Zealand teams <laughs> and an Aussie team. <laughs> that game six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best top four, or the best four from the Premiership. Yep. Uh, and then top fourteen and pro fourteen, and then champions of the top league, which I think is the Japanese league, isn't it? Yes. And then uh, the Major League Rugby as well. I love the idea. I love that idea as well, but I also love the other idea, which is the whole coinciding with the Rugby World Cup. I also like the idea of, I'm guessing, swapping where it's hosted. Yeah, it would be, definitely. You know, you think, you know, the World Cups are very good for a money-making thing for rugby as a whole. Yeah. And I would imagine this again is another opportunity to make extra money for those clubs, those those rugby unions. It's a win-win. And and I know the players would absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah, they would. Uh, also, sort of says down here, Super Rugby will comprise solely of the Trans-Tasman and Pacifica teams. Okay. So it'll be those two Pacifica teams in there as well. So the 12-team league next year, the top six would go through. Uh, and then the Pro 14 is now going to become the Pro 16. Now, can, can I just jump in here? The only way this works is if they have a rugby calendar that matches up. So this is the, this is going back to the world rugby kind of together plan where the six nations have to move or super rugby has to move. You know, it would be more likely that Super Rugby would move because it's just one competition. If the Northern Hemisphere had to move, it'd be a lot more difficult because they've got when are they Premiership. Move? When are they going to move? It's gonna, are they going to play in the summer? I don't mean, know. You know, I don't know. It does. It doesn't go into too much detail, 
because it, it is just sort of a rough... Are they spitballing at the moment? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. But South African teams could be at risk at this. So not totally sure why, but I I like the concept. I like the idea. Love, I, I love like the, the idea. idea. I love the idea. It's what we've been wanting for a, a very, very long time. Yep. I agree. Listen. What's your first... The interesting thing is, is, is what where do the South Africans fit into this? Because Well, that's right. And that's where the hiccup could be for the South Africans, because the headline is... What a shame. South African sides at risk as plans for Super World Cup, or Club World Cup, progresses nicely. So, they're sort of stuck in the middle at the moment, aren't they? They are. You know, in a couple of years, if this comes out, do they then retreat and go, well, Super Rugby, let's go Super Rugby? Or I, have, do you know what's going to be really, really interesting is the fact that they're going to go and play in the Pro 16 next year, right? Yeah. And the competition is going to be terrible. <laughs> like, the teams they're going to play are going to be terrible. And I think they're going to turn around and say, oh, this is not going to work. No. Because Leinster, Munster, they've all they've already said that they can't play in the Heineken Cup, European Cup, because it's a European competition, yeah. and they're not European. So it could be very, very interesting for the South Africans moving forward. But what is also interesting is Wallaby skipper Michael Pooper Scooper Hooper, sorry, slip of the tongue, uh, in line for early Super Rugby return from Japan. His club's being knocked out. We're seeing a lot of this. TJ Perinara coming back. What will be interesting is what happens with Bowden Barrett? What happens with uh, Brody Retallick? When are they going to come back? But it's great, isn't it? We've I've missed uh, not seeing Michael Hooper running out there. And, and he'll bring a lot of experience to that New South Wales Waratah side. And we know how much they need that experience and leadership. Definitely. He's a great player. He is a great player, yeah. He's still actually pretty young, isn't he? I don't know how he's old been he is, around Mosh. forever and he still is, I think we're looking at mid thirties. No, short well Yeah. Yeah, mid thirties oh, no, isn't mate, that mate, young mate, though, eh? It might even be early thirties. It could be late twenties. You look at it up now. I am currently it up now. He is no, you're not gonna believe it. He's twenties, isn't he? He's twenty nine. Wow. He's a year older than me. He's been around for donkey's years, hasn't he? His face looks like he's been around for donkey's years too. Mate, his face is beaten. Beaten. Like any good flanker's face should be, I'm how many how, how many uh how many tests has he played for Australia? Do I you reckon, reckon he's gonna be in the nineties. So he's he's twenty nine. Yeah. And he's played 105 test matches. Jeez, that's amazing, isn't it? I mean, he should go on to set the record, shouldn't he? I mean, coronavirus is probably the only thing that will stop him. Yeah. Yeah? Not good for a mush. Mate, what's your next story? Well, I've just got to get rid of Michael Hooper there for you. So my next story will coincide with your next story. Oh, Mike, listen, everyone. Listening at home, I put all my stuff on first. Surprise, surprise, last minute Tobois comes on, sees my stories, and then doubles up on them. 
you Mate, should be ashamed of yourself. I'm not doubling up on them. I am simply, I'm, I'm side by side with you. I'm giving an, a bit of extra insight into this from a different point of view. Okay. So you need to shut that gob of yours because it's <laughs> running a bit too much, isn't it? Kieran Reid. Kieran Reid. Yeah, he, he, he is retired from all rugby professionally. Professional rugby. I'm really surprised by this as well. He played one year in Japan. You would have thought he could have eked out another couple, Maybe. filled up that pension pot. He's He's got a lot in the pension pot. Maybe he's got an offer to do something else. Maybe. Could he go into a super rugby team as a coach? Maybe, yeah. Ford's coach or something. Maybe Scott Robinson's leaving and Rido's going to come in. No. I can't believe no. Scott Robinson is staying another year. Is he staying another year? Well, I don't know. Oh, well, he might not be. Anyway, anyway. So, Kieran Reid. Yes. Okay, brilliant player. Very, very good. Yeah. Very good player. Uh, he has, like you said, recently been playing in Japan for the Toyota uh, Vibrits. Yeah. Ten appearances. 10 points. So it's got two tries. Fantastic. Um, Oh, what? It's gone. Oh, no, I must have deleted it. (laughs) It's still on mine. Is it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Because it says New Zealand and there's two blank spots. Village. That's village. Anyway, we're going to swiftly move on from that. Now, he has scored 24 tries. For the All Blacks. For the All Blacks. Okay. He has lost only one game that he's scored in. Okay. So every every game he's scored, he's pretty much won. That's not that amazing. Oh, that, I thought that was fantastic. Oh, he only scored 24 tries. Yeah. Right. He scored 24 tries. Yes, fantastic. And he's played over 100 games. Right. You're, so, you're, you've, you know, he you've probably only, I, think he, I think he's literally lost eight games in his all-black career. So your little comment there is a bit empty, but hollow. Hollow? Wow. That oh I've spelled his name wrong there. <laughs> I'm just this is this is not very good for me. Here we go. Why are we Here not we surprised? Go. Right, wow. Why are we not surprised? <laughs> wow, what a guy. What an absolute Jump. You know, no, you're the jump. <laughs> right. No, that's what I mean. So, I'm 120... Calling my, I'm uh, calling myself a jump. 128 um, appearances. <laughs> and he's got 130 try, 130 try, 130 <laughs> points. So, how many tries on, is, is that? This, is this an email from Willow? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, he's scored 130 points. Yeah. That's pretty good. Very good for a number eight. Very good. Okay, now, uh, he started um, his sort of provincial uh, for Canterbury. Yes. Uh, then the latter years, he played for Counties Manukau. I think that's where he's actually from, isn't it? He's from Counties Manukau. He mm. only played last year. He came back from he Japan. He played 2017 to 2020. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. To be fair, he's only played five times. <laughs> um, Canterbury played a few times. Crusaders, I thought he would have played a few more than that. 
156. Yeah, but he, he didn't play a lot, like, you know, with the All Blacks and stuff. In a normal season, they, they would miss, miss some, quite a bit, eh? protect them. And, mm. and you know the Crusaders team, it's stacked full of talent. So is it? They didn't always feel like they needed to play him. Yeah, but is it? <laughs> not not as not as much as it used to be. Anyway, Karen Reed, great great guy. So I've heard, um, very good All Black. Apparently, a very very good leader and a very very smart rugby player. Yeah. Coming from top coaches, saying he's a you know he's top 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 dog. Weird looking bloke. And actually, to take over from Richie McCaw was no mean feat in itself. So. To do that, I think it was a little bit disappointing that his, uh, you know, that he lost in the World Cup. It, you know, that would have been a fitting tribute to him to at least make it through to the final and not get beaten by <coughs> England in the semis. Yeah, they deserved it though on the day, didn't they? Mate, my story is about Silver Lake. Oh, is it the gift that keeps on giving? I wouldn't and have. Basically, Richie McCaw has finally come out and said that he's not a massive fan of this deal. But on top of that, there does seem to be a bit of, um, what would you say, funny buggers? Silly buggers, yeah. Silly buggers where there's been an actual arrival bid put in by the Fourth Scythe Bar uh, owners. Wow. Where they're going to take far less money but give them more money. Eh? And for some reason, the NZRFU isn't so keen. Now, whether there's any truth to this or not, we'll never know because we're not in those positions. But what they're basically saying is the NZRFU have turned around and said, if you don't take this deal, there's nothing else on the table. But actually, there has been other things muted. The deal that they're muting about is actually for 5% only 5% of stake in future commercial revenue, but it could be as, as much as $650 million. And what's the current? The Silver Lake want 12.5% right. for $387.5 million. It seems like a no-brainer. Now, uh, what $650 I would, million? Yeah. Over half a billion yeah, for but a, a sports team. That's ridiculous. What I would say about all of this is the bit that really um, and I think Die or a couple of our supporters have mentioned this the bit that, that does sound good to me is this Silver Lake deal will ensure that Super Rugby or New Zealand Rugby is played all around the world so they will go and sell the TV rights rather than at the moment where we get to a, a situation where Sky Sports you know don't pick up Super Rugby, you know, the, and Rugby Pass pick it up with three days to go before the tournament. You know, you'd have people with <clears throat> with a lot of knowledge. What do Forsyth Bar do? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Is it a construction? I'm going to be company? the tech. I'm going to be the tech wizard. Investment today. management company Forsyth Bar. Right, so they're there investment management as well. But yeah, so he said, and his big thing was, is it's all about making money. And obviously, rugby, in its sort of amateur roots, is not just about making rugby. Not just about making money. It's about a lot more than that to a lot of people. And that's what he's worried about, which we all understand. Yeah. But I suppose we all need the money. 
we all need the money, and the money would make a huge difference. Now, Richie McCaw has come out and sort of, you know, told them that needs something needs to happen, but so is Sir Steve Hansen. Is he a sir? He is village, isn't it? Sir, sir Steve Hansen. Um, and his his comments, <clears throat> excuse me, it just needs to be sorted out. You know, that's something very, needs to be done. That's very Steve Hansen, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It just needs to be sorted out. Now. But it, it does, though, doesn't it? You know, you've got two organisations on the table, two offers on the table, pros and cons for both. Stop faffing around, otherwise the two on the table will retract their offer. Then you've got bloody nothing. Yeah, I, th- I think there's other options, but they're just it's just hard work for them, which is the most annoying thing. Do you know what got me thinking? That's, that's, did it hurt? Yeah, it definitely hurt. Was we had a few people contact us saying we didn't spend enough time on the British and Irish line selection. Yeah. And actually what made me think was when we were asked about the Sansar team to play, you know, let's be honest to say if the All Blacks, the Australians, the South Africans combined, who would they play? That, you know, you'd, you'd struggle to find a team that would be strong enough for them to play, wouldn't you? I don't think you could find a team no. strong enough. But wait for this idea. What about a Pacific Islands team that would go on tour? Because that would well, be... pretty much what they're doing now for the Super Rugby. No, 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 no. No, any player from anywhere in the world who has who is eligible to play for the Pacific Islands... I don't think could that. come and play. It, it would be awesome. Think of the team that have. Think of the the how good it would be for the Pacific nations. I mean, it would be good for the Pacific nations, but I don't think that would be any good. What do you mean that wouldn't be any good? <laughs> well, who have they got? They've got loads of good players. Okay, Simi <laughs> Ran Rajra. Oh, brilliant. Simi Ran Rajra. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Charles Pietau. He's, He's an not playing for the All Blacks. He has played for the All Blacks. But he's not playing for the All Blacks. He, <laughs> he's not currently know, playing he, for the All Blacks. Yeah, but to be a British line, you don't have to be... Oh, I don't know, actually. That's a good question, isn't it? Because, like, Marcus Smith could... He could play for the All Blacks. No, he couldn't, I don't think. No. Okay. But I just thought that was really interesting. Definitely. Um, but what is good to see is that New Zealand have announced now that they're going to play Tonga. Uh, and Fiji in two test matches, one in the fourth size bar stadium, one in the Waikato Stadium, and the first one at the Tongan Boys and the Mount Smart Stadium. We look forward to seeing that. I'm pretty sure I pretty sure I had that st- <laughs> pretty sure I've had that story before. <laughs> I'm just looking back now. I think you have too. <laughs> yeah, I think you have. I think you have. Thanks for bringing it up. Thanks oh, for bringing it up. Fantastic, to right, mate? Uh, results. Oh, Let's hey, move I'm on gonna, quickly. I'm gonna go back now. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, you haven't done your work. Shall I? Um, I'll do the first one. Right. Oh, yeah. Super Rugby. Uh, the Western Force at home to the Chiefs, and they lost by one point. They scored a try at the death, but couldn't convert to win the game. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, fortunately. Anyway, the Rebels got an absolute thrashing from the Blues, uh, 50 points to three. 
not interested in the next one, or are we? Of course, <laughs> Crusaders unfortunately beat the Brumbies thirty-one nineteen. 3129. 30, sorry, 3129. It's two. That comes after one. Um, but the Crusaders were 19-7 at half time, so they sort of blew it there. Now, no, at, they didn't blow it because they won it. No, you would say they didn't blow it, not blew it. Because then you might mean something else. Uh, then the Waratahs, <laughs> in an absolute thriller of a game, uh, lost to the Hurricanes 64-48. What a ridiculous game. That that's what you see. That's what you see in the game. Premiership, though. It was ridiculous. Oh yeah, they they drew sixty six all. <laughs> eh? What? <laughs> and then the Highlanders thrashed the Reds forty points to nineteen. We're going to go over that, but wasn't quite as it seems. But that puts <clears throat> uh, the Blues so, so, at so, the top. The Highlanders second. The Hurricanes third. The Crusaders fourth. The Chiefs in fifth spot. <laughs> and that's the top five. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see. What happens in the next few weeks to very, see if any of the Australian teams I think they will. manage? I think they will. So I'm going to tell you a little story in a minute. Uh, but in the Premiership, there was a game on today. I'm not sure how, who won out of London Irish and Exeter Chiefs, but let's just say Exeter Chiefs no, have. I can. I'll tell you what, I can have a look. It might not be finished, mate. Uh, Bristol, it won't a be. very, very good win, 39-7 over Gloucester. So many threats for Bristol. Uh, this is really, really tough for Gloucester to to play against. Newcastle Falcons, a very successful two weeks in a row, win against Northampton Saints. Northampton are right up there in the competition. A very interesting game. More physical side bullied a Quinns pack who came back well but just couldn't win it, and that was 35-29. Uh, Wasps, oh, mate, Wasps. Got out of jail on this one, won the game 23-19 against Worcester Warriors, who are shocking this year. It's the only way to say it. Uh, Bath, a narrow loss to Sale Sharks. Guess what? Bath lose another game they should have won. The big, the bad, the ugly, Sale beat them up. Uh, Exeter are currently beating London Irish 24-12 after 53 minutes. That is your current score. That's live. That is live for you. Public service yep. announcement. Mate, what caught your eye? So what caught my eye in the uh, Chiefs and the Western Force game? Too many cards. Referee was handing them out left, right and centre. Close game, nail-biter, Western Force should have won. It wasn't a difficult kick. Yeah, I've got a point about this. Um, did you notice at the end of the game when he missed the kick, the reaction of the force players? No. Did you see the reaction of the kicker? Yes. What When you saw that for what it was, what were you thinking he was thinking? Heartbroken. Do you think? Yeah, it looked like he was gutted. See, I felt that it was... Fake heartbroken. Oh, no, surely not. Yes. I thought that the force never thought they'd get close. And the fact that they got close to winning, they were kind of satisfied. They were in it for most of the game. Half-time, it was 10-7. I, you know, I got no doubt. And, and I have mentioned before how I thought that they'd be tough to break down. But that's what I saw. 
And I saw that also with the Brumbies. You know, they had the opportunity to draw that game. Great fight back. And when they didn't win or draw, they kind of looked content. Like, oh, we've, we did it better than we thought. We, we did a do. pretty good job. Yeah, a little bit. And I think we saw that with the, all the Aussie teams. Mm. I think they've come over to New Zealand or New Zealand have gone to them. They weren't expecting to win. And some of them have done better than they actually thought that they could. You know, New Zealand win all five matches. Yeah. But. We didn't pick that. Uh, well, after the Reds game, you said, oh, we've got this wrong. The Aussies are weak, weak, weak. But then I think they have come back quite mm. strong to think that the Waratahs. The, the games a were a lot points. closer than I was potentially expecting. Exactly. And I think that some of that is down to the fact that the teams in the final, so you've got the Brumbies, the Crusaders, the Reds, and Chiefs. the Chiefs, all were under par, really, because emotionally, six-day well, turnaround drained, they? you know, players and, you know, holding real injuries. Well, it wouldn't have necessarily been a hard week of training either, a normal week of training. No. So the only, the only game that I think was a washout was the Blues. Yeah, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? But, I mean, TJ Fayani back in, played amazing. But Hosking Satutu, un- I, I did, would, he, did he play himself in, tall, in an all-blacks top? I think after watching, I've not seen a, I've not seen a number eight have as complete attacking performance as that before. I can't remember any number eight be so involved in the game, dominate the game so much, and... He was everywhere, wasn't he? Was he was everywhere. And actually, didn't they look better? Or Tilly Black at 10, TJ Fahney at, at 12, Rico at 13. It's just like a changed team. Yeah. You just wish that they had done that a couple of weeks earlier. And a good, uh, they need a good number nine, really, don't they? Stephen Kahui, though, mate. What caught my eyes? He scored, didn't he? Who's Stephen Kahui? Stephen Kahui? Richard Kahui. Richard Kahui. Are you, Sorry. Jo- are you joking? Sorry, the horse. Well, who's Stephen Kahui? Not a no idea. Richard Kahui scored a try. He loved it against his old team. Yeah, and, you he know, did. did. Did play really well. And last two minute kicks, and I've mentioned this, but you know, look at the faces of the players. I thought they were kind of just happy to be there. Crusaders didn't play well. Don't really think the Brumbies played particularly well. No, there it was, was a bit Reds, of a dull game, if I'm honest. The Reds put out arguably a B team against the Highlanders. Yeah. The Highlanders played. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, really, really well. I just thought it was interesting. It was an interesting first kind of week of Trans-Tasman rugby. I'm not sure why they didn't give them an additional week off. Yeah. Because I feel it was just a little bit too rushed. A little bit too soon, eh? I've got a couple of comments here about the Blues game. Um, I've put down 30, 30 minutes and 30 seconds. The Blues absolutely demolished... The Rebel Scrum. And I tell you what. And they didn't look back either. Because it happened scrum after scrum. If I was um, Dave Rennie, I'd genuinely be worried about the scrum. Because the Brumby scrums got done over. Yeah. The Red Scrum got done over. I know they had a number of replacements. The only scrum that seemed like, I don't even, I think from memory, even the Force Scrum struggled. So. Yeah. All of the Australian scrums seemed like they got demolished Definitely. on the weekend. Ginger Ninja, captain, and got on the scorecard. 
You've got to love the Ginger Ninja, don't you? We were talking about him playing for the All Blacks. That's not going to happen, is it? No, it's not. You'd love to see it, though, I'd wouldn't you? I'd love to see it, yeah. Oh. Do you know who he belongs? He he should play for the Highlanders. He is he'd a Highlander, fit, isn't he? He'd fit right in. He could wear the whole Braveheart. He could play for the Crusaders and ride in on the horse. He'd suit that as well. Mate, Him and Pablo he'd, Matera. He'd, he'd ride in together. on a donkey. Some of the Crusaders are donkeys. Blues killed him. I know the scoreline says they killed him, but the Blues absolutely tore him a new one, didn't they? I, I mean, Razor Dazzler is a Rebels fan. Yeah, well, unlucky us. This was at Amy, this was at Amy Park as well, yep. wasn't it? This was at home. I wonder if he went to that match. Oh, I hope he did. Watch him lose. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. Yeah, I, I mean, the other thing that caught my eye over the weekend was we're still getting red cards in the Premiership. Yeah. And we're not getting red cards in the Super Competition. And we're getting red cards in the Premiership that would be penalties in Super Rugby. I just I just can't wait for this car crash to happen in front of our eyes. And it's going to be really hard for us all to stomach because it's not going to be pretty when we go and play in the North, Northern Hemisphere, mate. I, I, wouldn't, I Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a couple of reds in the game. First game we play... Bang, head 13. height. Oh, mate. Down to 13. Down to 13 in the first half or and, early and, into the second and, half. And, it's just, and guess what? We'll you can't still replace win. him after 20 minutes either. No, that's right. No. Yeah, no captain's challenge. No captain's challenge. Yeah. Uh, We're struggling, aren't we? Yeah. Mate, is it time for listeners' questions? Yes, it is. Great question, this. This comes from Harry Cornforth. Dear Damien and Toby, many thanks what? for the pod. Why does your name always go for always? I think it's because I made a plea for it. To <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I got a lovely girl. I got a lovely girl. <laughs> you, got you can a, have the email. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone just feels sorry for me now. If you had a son who was good at rugby and wanted to play the game professionally, what would be your advice? Thanks again for the best pod in the whole wide world. Well, thank you very much, Harry. That's a that's a good that's a good pod then, isn't I it? I think he's taking the mic. Oh. Sarcasm. Harry has a baza waza. Yeah. So what would be your advice? Oh, that's a tough question. That's a really tough question. Honestly, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what to say. Okay, so you've got to work hard. You've got to work hard really. Depends on where you're playing. So if you're playing in the UK, right, yeah. you need to go to the right school. Yeah, very true, yeah. Right, so that's the first thing. So depending where you're playing in the world, if you're an American and you want to play professional rugby, sure way to do that. We need to go to a big centre, don't you, where they actually play? No. You just pack your kid up and you send them to New Zealand. Yeah, that's true. And you put them into boarding school. And I mean this seriously. Yeah, that's good, yeah. So depending on where you live, depending on what you need to do. If you're in the UK, then you need to send them to a good school. So Scotland have their big, big schools. And what happens is in, in the UK is you've got to be in a big school where there's links to professional clubs because that's the way that it works. It's still the old boys network massively. In New Zealand, it would massively help if you went to a good school but you can make 
teams from anywhere still in New Zealand. Australia, very, very much big school related and same with South Africa. Uh, and if you're in America or Canada, I think that you're going to have to pack the bags and get over. The other thing I would say is coaching. I know it's money. Get a really good coach. And I mean, even if you have to pay for a good coach, get someone that's played professional rugby who has connections because without connections, yeah, but also, doors remain shut. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, connection-wise, but professional rugby players don't necessarily make good coaches. No, but that's what I mean. I, I don't With say. connection-wise. But connection-wise is very, very important. But but also, have the understanding of what it takes to be a professional rugby player. Talk to, you know, try. I mean, this is the great thing about rugby players. It's still sort of amateur, so they still have that ability for you to call them and talk to them and get in contact with yeah. them. And just say, well, what have you done? How did you get there? And try and repeat that path. I'll just say work hard. They will. Stick at it. Yep. Be in the right place at the right time yeah, is, the, is the big thing. Yeah. Mate, have you got a question for me? Yeah, I've got a question for you. Just a, It should be a pretty simple question, but why did you get into rugby? And it sort of almost goes in along with um, Harry's question. I was made to play football. And I spent, I was like, where I grew up, there wasn't a lot of football being played. So they had a combined team of age groups. Right. So I was the youngest. So they mixed bubbles. They definitely mixed bubbles. Can't do that. No. (laughs) And I just got bored really quickly. All my friends are playing rugby. Yeah. And I was in the playground at my school playing against the older boys and I scored a try. I can still remember oh, it today. Fantastic. And I scored a try and I thought, wow. I'm good. I'm okay at this. <laughs> yeah. And How old were you? I would have been probably seven, right. six, six, seven, that sort of age. And my parents didn't want me to play rugby. They wanted me to play football. Because they thought you were a softie. No, I think they were softies. Right. And they didn't want me to get hurt. Right. But I wanted to get hurt. Okay. So I was playing with the older boys. I scored a try, and one of the lads came over to me and said, which club do you play for? And I was like, I don't play for a club. Yeah. So then I thought, well, maybe I should play for a so club. So he, he headhunted you. <laughs> yeah, pretty you were much. headhunted from a young age. Yeah, and then I played for a club, uh, you know, made made some teams, and I was away with it. Loved yeah. it. Loved the game. Loved playing. Practiced all the time. Loved it. What about yourself, mate? Well, I never played rugby at, at, at school, really. You, so you primary were a school. Small whipper. Where did you grow? Because like, you're not you're not a small guy now. Nah, mate, I'm I'm huge. No. <laughs> <laughs> Little for all seductive those wink. Guys, yeah, it was seductive. Uh, no. for, you, for you, Emily. <laughs> uh, no. Um, so I played hockey at school. Yes. All through primary school. Can I just say, quite weird for a Kiwi to yeah. play hockey. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I sort of, because my dad was very much into rugby and a rugby coach. So he coached the sort of local uh, high school team. He, do you know, fun fact about my father, he won the schoolboy World Cup. As a coach? As a coach. For Gisborne Boys? Gisborne Boys High School, How do yeah. I know that information? Oh, you've told me oh, numerous I? times. Have I really? Fun fact that you don't know 
about my dad that I've told you 24 million <laughs> times. It's like, oh, I'm the surf life saving champion. Weber's not got anything on me. <laughs> oh, watch this video of me running on the beach. In my Speedos. In my Speedos. <laughs> oh, look at that. The bum cheek just pops out there, doesn't it? Was it bum oh, cheek? Yeah. We did talk about Sibber Reese's bum. Oh, did yeah. Did we? We got DQ. That was, that was ages ago, man. Was it? It was in the final, I think. Oh, it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, and I sort of played my last year or two at school. Yeah. When I grew. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, was, I loved it. I mean, I didn't play for a great team. I know. I remember the second fifteen coach ringing me up. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> I wasn't keen, um, but yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun because I was quite quick and I could just run around people. You, yeah, you and still are. At, at that age, I was quite, I was quite big. Yeah, but then you went and played sevens, didn't you? Then I went and played sevens. Yeah, and that was that was great fun. Yeah. Made a uh, made a team in New Zealand, and we went and played in a, a tournament in Australia, and then in Fiji as well. Mate, sounds great, doesn't so it? So that was good fun, yeah. I've got a great one for you. Great question for you, mate. Best memory of rugby as a kid, right? So we're talking about watching someone else. Oh, watching someone oh, else. Oh, no, whatever. Okay. Uh, best player you've ever watched live Okay. at the ground. Yeah. If you could coach any international team, not the ABs, who would it be and why? So should we start with best memory of rugby. Yes, best memory of rugby as a kid would be playing in the backyard against my brother. Now, my brother is six years older than me. You score against him. And I used to have to jump through branches in a tree to score a try. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good fun. And he used to... So if you imagine like a pitch and my try line's on the left-hand side, his try line's on the right-hand side, he would kick off to me towards my own try line <laughs> and it'd still catch me before I got to my try line. And I used to throw big dummies out to John Alomu and then run at him. <laughs> I love that. Him. I love how we, we've all done that. We've dummy uh, to no one. Yeah. Numerous yeah. occasions. One on one and you're dummy. Yeah. <laughs> he took the dummy. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, sold it to him well and truly. Brilliant. Uh, best player I've watched. Well, I have watched the All Blacks live. <laughs> right. Well, the All Blacks isn't a player. So. No, but Richie McCall was playing and Daniel Carter. Okay. So take your pick, really. Yeah. Daniel Carter, probably. Good. He's just a magician, isn't he? He is a magician, just yeah. Just a magician. A lot of time on that ball, doesn't um, he? But it's hard. Watched it at um, the Caketon down in Wellington. Not a great ground to watch. Not a great ground at all for rugby. And you couldn't really see too much. It was windy as, you know, the backside of it. was Wellington it. wind. Wellington wind, and it was cold, and it was against South Africa. So it was Good a bit though. of a brutal match. It was a brutal well. match, yeah. yeah. Which team would I like to coach and why? I think I'd like to coach the USA. Now, why? I don't really know why, uh, but they've got... A new professional league that's just started, and it's only going to get better. So you're going to get loads of talent coming through. You might not become the best in the world, but you're going to improve quite quickly. So if you're coaching, that all looks like you. Yes. Looks like you've done that. Yes. 
but I as a coach, so basically as a coach, a glory I, hunter, no, you listen, want everyone going, you're not letting oh, me finish. Toby, you've got not, such a sexy voice. You're not, <laughs> you know, you like all that, don't you? You're not letting me finish. But as the coach, you could improve those players as they progress in their professional career. You know, you could send them to maybe a semi-professional team in New Zealand to gain experience, you know, like the James Haskells did. Like yeah, the okay, Japanese yeah. players are at yeah. the moment. But then again, you look at Japan, that would be a fantastic team. I Fiji would be Fiji, a fantastic yeah. team. Just think of that. You know, imagine a bit of money in Fiji. Imagine if you had half, well, you know, a quarter of the amount that New Zealand are potentially getting for that Fijian team. You could bring the semi-red rudgers back. You could bring, you could, you would attract so much more attention from Fijians overseas. Well, I think they are going to get four or five million to run their side. What, to as run, a, as a, run as a their wage, super rugby? Yeah, as a wage bill, because that's the same as the New Zealand and Australians will get. Right. That's that's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Well, that's why I probably... If but imagine I could, if you got 20 million for the national squad. Yeah. You just, yeah. Oh, my okay, God. But you're not going to get that. But no, I know, but point you, is this, I'm just imagining. What I, the You've reason, asked me the question. I haven't <laughs> asked you the question yet. Are you going to ask me the no. question? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would. Uh, I'd go Fiji. I, li- I do like... I hadn't thought of America. But I'd go Fiji because for a lot of things that you've mentioned, you know, they are a good side without any structure, without oh, any... They're talented, talented players, aren't they? But now they're going to have some money coming in. Now they're going to be part of Super Rugby. It's 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 going to get better and better and better for yeah. them. People are getting behind... People like the Pacific Nations as well. They so, do. You know, they're it's, exciting, it's an aren't easy they? sell. So, and it's great, you know, to get players back to be close to their families get some cohesion going yeah but but I do agree with it how good would it be to be the American coach yeah. because you've got such a diverse country but brilliant you know, athletes sight, sightseeing you know oh, when you're going to sightseeing. watch when you're going but, to watch all of these top rugby players to make your selection for the national side you know you're going to Seattle you're going yeah. to New York you're going all to Canada. Huge yeah, how cool is that? But, but also, you think about the talent that is in America. Some of their athletes are absolutely phenomenal. Very true. You so know, if you're a good scout. Got, but also, if you've got a bit of money into the squad, you could potentially get someone who's not in the NFL or is on the fringes of the NFL. Come on, let, have a code switch. Have a code switch. Have a go at rugby. See what see what you think. The only thing is, if they're on the fringe of NFL, they're, they're getting paid huge money. Whereas, well, that was a poor example. That was a poor example. Maybe, but maybe in a few years, yeah. You know, if you're playing rugby in America, you're going to get paid more money yeah. because you are right. The uh, major league rugby, you think it's what started two years ago? Yeah, it's just gone from strength to strength to strength already, and, and the money has just gone boom through the roof. You know, as well. to get some really high profile players, yeah. You know, Matt Ghetto. Ma'anonu. Ma'anonu coming to play. Bastro coming to yeah. play. Even Andy Ellis coming to play. Yeah, that's will big. Improve you as well. So, it's, I mean, you know, people used to go to France as a retirement fund. Yeah. Now. They're going straight there. They're going straight there. America is now where they go for the retirement fund. Yeah. And maybe 
in five or six years' time, maybe the money might be there and they'll be going over there. Yeah. So the one thing that I know is there's not going to be any money in New Zealand and Australia. No. So, you know, they're going to have to deal with that yeah. moving forward. Yeah. Brilliant. Mate, it's time for the Toby quiz. <laughs> now, I, I, to be fair, we what I normally do is we share this and I put player of the week, player of the week or coach's corner. But then I came across some great quiz questions about coaches, Tobes. And I wanted you to ask, I wanted to ask you this, these questions. I thought, I think you'll know them. That's the first thing. Okay. But I thought our listeners could play along at home. Oh, yeah. Very, very happily. So there's three questions. Right. It's all about coaches. Okay. First question. So this is not our normal quiz. Toby's not going to ask me any questions. It's just one-way traffic. Who was the head coach of the Lions before Warren Gatlin? So Warren Gatlin's been the coach for, I think, is this his third? I think so. So who coached the Lions before Warren Gatlin? Was it Sir Clive Woodward? It was Sir yeah. Clive Woodward, yeah. He took them to New Zealand. And he got did. Absolutely. 2005, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that, that was the Daniel Carter show. That was the Daniel Carter show, wasn't it? Right, next question. Well done. One from one. Who coached the ABs at the 2003 Rugby World Cup? God, I can picture his face, but I couldn't tell you his name. What does he look like? Oh, a, a, quite a squat guy, quite a round face, bit of a comb over. God, what's his name? Hart? No, no. no. Was he earlier? So is that, I'm going to say you're wrong. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. He was earlier. John yeah. Hart, yes. earlier. That's who um, I was meaning, but he was earlier. He, you know when you said squat and then you went comb over? He's got good head of hair, but he did have a comb yeah. over, didn't he? John Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the most, the shortest live, I think. Disappointing. I think two years he lost. But now he's doing pretty well in England. He is doing pretty well. Right, last question. And this is for the win, shall we say? Yes, okay, cool. Who coached the mighty Crusaders, the best club team ever in the history of the world before Razor Robinson? Oh, oh, no. Dean? Deans? Robbie Deans? You want to go with that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that interested. Robbie oh, De- Robbie come on. Robbie you Deans. go Robbie Deans? Yeah. You're wrong. Oh, who You're was wrong. it? Todd Blackadder. Uh, yeah, I should have had that. He was there for, I think, six yeah, seasons. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Didn't, didn't win, it. win a ribbon. <laughs> didn't win a ribbon, <laughs> did he? And then Razor Robinson came in on his horse. Yeah. Like Pablo Montero is going to come in oh. next year. And five in a row. Yeah. Wow. Mate, you lost. I did. As per normal. As. That's not true, actually. Good questions, though, are good you? Question. I like those questions, yeah. Yeah. They were good. Mate, it's the end of the show. Oh. It's been a fast one, as you'd say. Yeah, I did say that. You did. You said it'd be a fast one. Oh, can't wait. Go amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. It's been good, though. We've yeah. talked a lot. I've talked a lot. I tell you what, My is voice it em- Emily? It w- Emily right now. Wow. 
this has been a good podcast for Emily. <laughs> Especially the back end. Talk of the more. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, village. Oh. Village. Oh. Okay, on that note, uh, yes. as always, it's been a real pleasure. Hopefully you guys and girls at home could, if you wanted to, if you're still awake or still finishing off the run, uh, go across. Yeah. Subscribe, like. Definitely. Give us a review. Email in. All of those things. We do love your difference. emails. We do. Yeah. They fill our week with joy. They do. But until next time. Yep. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 